Hi, Gary. How are you doing? Very well, Tony. Um, I've got to say, you've got a lovely jumper on. Are you cold? <laughs> well, I'm not cold because I've got my jumper on, but um, uh, you wouldn't normally expect to be you know, virtually into May and be wearing a jumper, but um, I'm sure we'll get around to a summer soon. No, I must be fe- feeling flush. I'm sitting here with the shirt on, but I've actually got my heating turned up. I'll be regretting that when the bill comes through. <laughs> yeah, I bet, yeah. But I, I have a little solution for you, Gary. I am going to take you on a virtual journey to warmer climates. You've got to take me on holiday, Tony. <laughs> um, I, well, you can treat this a holiday if you wish for the next 20 minutes of your life, but we are going to go on a little virtual trip to Spain uh, to meet Alberto and Fernando from Trucksters. So we've got to do a virtual meeting with people in Spain? Yes. Oh, are they ready for us too? So, yeah, Truxes have got a really interesting story. There's a couple of things that they uh, do differently. Uh, One is that they've got a a relay system which helps to move freight very quickly and very safely. And the other um, is that uh, we're going to be talking, uh, Alberto, we're going to be talking to, is the uh, manager of driver experience. It is his job to make sure that drivers enjoy working for them. Well, it's a as an industry, we know we've got an issue with people falling out of love with the industry and leaving it, and we're not getting enough young people in. Perhaps it might be a different way of looking at it, and we can look, perhaps in this country as well, how we can improve the experience for our drivers. Yeah, well, I hope, hopefully it'll be an interesting story. So should we um, should we crack on and meet them? Yeah, let's get to warmer climates, please. Hola, coma estas. Is that good? Have I got that right? That's perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's far from perfect, Fernando. You're a very generous man. So, um, so welcome to the Driver Hire podcast. Uh, it's a day of firsts for us today. This is our first ever international podcast, and it's also our first ever one recorded from a car, Alberto. So you uh, you hold the badge for the uh, the first person recording in a car. Um, uh, we have with us today. Uh, so Alberto Agulo, who is the manager of the driver experience at Trucksters, and Fernando Alonso, who is the head of strategy at uh, Trucksters. So uh, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much, uh, Tony. Gary, it's a pleasure uh, for us to be here today with you uh, and having the opportunity of uh, talking about Trucksters. Well, you're, you're, well, your story is a very interesting one, and, and I think... Um, there's a lot that our listeners will um, will gain from from this, I hope. But perhaps we could start. I don't know which one of you wants to take the question, but maybe a, a little bit of an overview of of what Trucksters is for those that aren't familiar with your business. Sure, uh, Trucksters is a digital freight uh, forwarder with the mission of becoming the first operator uh, in road transport for long haul uh, using a relay model to uh, improve driver's life and uh, accelerate electrification agenda. So that's our mission. That's uh, who we are. So um, we started in 2018, 2018, um, but the operations um, launched since 2020 uh, in the middle of COVID, which was a a resilient uh, test for the company. Uh, since then, we have presence in seven countries 
we are operating in uh, three corridors. That is how we subdivide the operations from a starting point to an origin. Um, we are currently 100 people in the company mm -hmm. and uh, we have a fleet uh, around 90 trucks, although in, in uh, uh, other moments we reach uh, peaks up to 160. Okay. So, and and predominantly that fleet is where in in Spain or whereabouts in 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 Europe? We have a fleet based in Spain and in the north of Europe, in order to make our relay models uh, possible. Mm -hmm. We have uh, drivers that are based in Spain driving to the relay point, and drivers in the north driving to the relay point, and then they swap the trailers and continue their routes. Mm. Okay. Um, you mentioned the corridors. Um, where do your corridors really start and where do they go to, please? Yes, we have uh, three corridors, one uh, from Madrid to uh, Benelux uh, and also UK. It's like a, a, a diversion there. Also, there is another corridor from the east of Spain going to the Benelux zone also, uh, Germany. Netherlands and Belgium. And there is the third one that uh, goes from the east of Spain to Poland. The, you, you mentioned the word Benelux. I haven't heard that for a long time. We used it a lot when we we're in. I was in the army in the 80s, but I haven't heard it for a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is how we, we call it uh, that area here in Crafters. So the, so the relay system, Fernando, um, you, you sort of touched on it there. Um, and um, I guess from everything I know about you so far, you, know, you collectively so far, um, it's it, it's this is your your big USP um, about how quickly you can move freight. Um, uh, you also talk um, you know, on your website and previously about the the safety of the load because it's keeping moving, and uh, and a few other benefits besides. Do you, do you want to just explain um, to the people listening? You know, you know, mechanically speaking, you know, perhaps if you know one of my listeners is a, is a is a driver in an operation like that, how working in your operation might be different to what they perhaps know at the moment. Yes, um, in the in the standard way of operating, the driver uh, makes the stop after nine hours of driving, and after doing the rest, continue till the destination. The difference here is um, that in our model. What we are doing is driving nine hours. The driver is making the rest for 11 hours, but they don't continue till the, the destination, let's say in the north of Europe, uh, but they swap the trailer with one driver that was coming from the north of Europe and come, go back, goes back to Spain. So this makes uh, the driver uh, sleep more at home because they don't have to be like one week or five days uh, out of home. They can come back uh, earlier. And the trailer, because once uh, he arrives to the, the relay point, uh, is swapped by another um, driver that already did the, the, the rest, can continue without, without the stopping and making the transit times uh, around 50% uh, less and also ensuring the safety of, of the loads. So it, what, how I see it then, they yeah, leave, say, Madrid, the driver drives for nine hours, he takes the trailer off, another driver comes in, picks the, that trailer up and carries on the journey. It, exactly. Yeah. 
The driver who's now finished in his nine hours drive then takes his 11 hour break off or whatever he needs to take off. He's under no pressure to get onto the next movement. But when he wakes up in the morning refreshed, is there a trailer ready for him to come back? Exactly. There is another driver that departure more or less at the same time that the second driver took the load of this first driver that is giving him the 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 load to go back to Spain. That's it. Right. Okay. And do you always stop at the same points or do you have an algorithm that makes it say you need to drive further or less because of the traffic and weather conditions? Yes, exactly. So basically our because the relay model with the few routes or few tracks is more or less, although it's difficult, but can be planned. Mm-hmm. You can schedule the times and, and when each one has to stop and where. The problem is when you have a lot of tracks, a lot of loads, so you need to find the better combination of loads and available heads, taking in consideration, of course, the traffic, but also the schedules of um, arriving to, to, the, to the clients in order to make the best matches between the loads and different drivers. So so from the load security, so if you're carrying high value goods, say Apple iPhone or whatever, and they're loading the back of your trailer, that vehicle's not really stopping other than to swap over. So it, the load security is much better than sitting in some HGV or lorry services where exactly. we know they're not the safest places in the UK. And I'm assuming Europe's no different. It's the same, yes. Yeah. It's the same. So that really helps is the security and the speed of the goods are being moved as well. Exactly. The the security of the goods, but also of the drivers, because we we know that in some cases there are assaults of the drivers in order to stall steal the their load. So we are like securing the safety of both the drivers because they don't have anything that can be robbed. And yeah. of course about the 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 load itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's a cracking idea. I like that. Yeah, thank oh, you. Yeah. So, you're one of the things you're looking to do is is try to find some some more return journeys back from the UK for that for that route. So, tell me about the UK route. You 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 switch over at Calais, is that right? Or or you have a driver coming through? How does how does that work, Fernando? We have one driver coming through, but um, is uh, making the the relay after the Eurotunnel. Or, 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 or in some cases previously to the Eurotunnel and then going to the north or uh, the place in England to make the unloading. Mm-hmm. The, the issue that we are facing is that um, we are not finding loads to come back because okay. uh, <laughs> our, our, our clients are delivering into in the UK. Uh, we are using the box trailer, but mm-hmm. it's at, at least at, at the moment difficult for us to find um, clients suitable for, with this type of trailers in order to make this load and come back to, well, okay. Spain or other places. Well, you never know, Fernando. Stranger things have happened. A lot of people listen to this podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, you you may well get a contact via, via us or, or your website, no doubt. But, um, uh, but yeah, okay. Um, so... Um, the we, we've talked about the uh, the reduced time. We've talked about the um, the increased security of the load. Is there anything that that we we haven't asked you that you should be telling us about the relay system? Well, um, there is another interesting point that is aligned with our mission. That is about the future um, electrification of the long distance routes. 
So this relay system also allows uh, in the futures to um, electrify the routes because because of the autonomy or the carbon autonomy of the of the electric tracks uh, that that we that we expect that will increase in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you will need at some point to switch the head with another uh, charge uh, mm-hmm. track in order to continue. So these relay models also helps to accelerate this process of electrification. Okay, I did. Um, I did read about um, some of your your environmental goals on your website. Am I right that I read that you have a trailer which absorbs the paint on the trailer absorbs CO two? Is that correct? Yes, yes. This is something that we we launched. It is true that it's not. Uh, it was just a, a pilot, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, was done with a collaboration of uh, with another company also uh, involved in environmental uh, changes that uses a paint that mm-hmm. basically absorbs CO2 and then draws a, like a painting in the in the trailer. But we, we had just one. Uh, okay. we, we were doing a, a pilot. Yeah. Okay. And the, the trailer itself looked to me like a work of art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, fact that, the fact that it absorbs CO2 as well was quite incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so in terms of, um, in terms of uh, you know, electrifying commercial vehicles, the challenge, as I understand it, or the big challenge is the weight of the batteries having to be carried around and therefore draining the power from the vehicle. Um, I, I know certainly of one of my customers that has moved towards um, electrified seven and a half ton vehicles. Um, and the the weight of the batteries is huge, but fortunately the load they carry is light. Um, so it you know it fills up the lorry before it before it overloads it, it's it's bread basically. It's it's very very light indeed, um, which means even the seven and a half ton vehicle, the weight of the battery, you know, makes the 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 unladen weight of the vehicle extraordinary. Something like four and a half five tons. Is that the same sort of problems you're you're seeing with electrifying your fleet? Um, well, we don't we don't we don't have yet any any trucks. Uh, we are planning to have the first one by the end of the second quarter, so by yeah. the end of of June. Um, so yes, it is true that the weight of the battery will limit the load or the amount of load that you can carry. But it is true that um, the kind or the type of goods that we are carrying uh, are high value goods that yeah. generally uh, are not as weight uh, or as heavy as as the low value goods mm-hmm. because of the over USP that you mentioned before about security sure. and transit times so that's why uh, this kind of of tracks are aligned at the end of with with our strategy mm-hmm. okay i've got to ask a question on um infrastructure we have an, an issue with infrastructure for cars for charging let alone um lorries have you got a similar slight problem coming from madrid You're, Great four and a half hours. I think realistically, you've got to have to swap over a vehicle. Um, have you got charging points in abundance in in Spain and so on, or not? Uh, well, you know, as, as in other countries, I, I don't know. Compared with UK, with UK, how we are how we are doing in in that sense. But um, what what we are uh, planning to do is a collaboration with an electric company uh, from Spain in order to. Uh, identify which are the points in our corridors which has more um, fluent, fl- uh, flow of, of trucks in order to uh, strategically uh, build this charger that can support this electrification of the routes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I, I can see it working for you because of how your corridor works. In theory, a drive does four and a half hours and you go to a set point. The drivers come the other way and you can carry on because if you take your 45 minute break and hopefully you should get enough charge to carry on the next four and a half if if it's all in place. <laughs> exactly. And at, at this moment, it takes more than 45 minutes. But, um, well, we, we, we need to... You know, keep moving and starting to working with that, facing the the challenges that we are going to face, and try to face the, the best way to to solve it in parallel with the development of the of the industry and the technology that will allow us at sometimes to make it completely sustainable for our operations. Mm. Okay, yeah, I look forward to seeing how they go in the future because that is an interesting one. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so if if I may, you, you've been very patient, uh, Alberto. But if I may, could I could I turn to you now? Um, sure. I think one one of the other really interesting stories is about uh, how Truckster's puts driver welfare front and center. Um, so much so that Truckster's even have a, a manager of driver experience, and that is your good self. Um, I wonder if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about what that means in terms of the philosophy of Truckster's. Yeah, sure. Uh, once they present me this project, it, honestly, it was really challenging, no? Because it's like we're having someone to take care of drivers in, in especially this sector, no? That no one is, is thinking on, on them. So uh, just to explain you more uh, what we do or what is uh, the department doing, we want to put it, uh, we want to be driver centric. So we want to put the driver in the center of the operation of the company, because we are here also to help the drivers. We want to change the things. And this is what we want to do and we are doing. So basically what we said is like, okay, if we want to understand the drivers, we need to go with them. So let's go outside with them. Let's take a, a truck with them, go in a road and, and experience what they feel, what they were telling us. I cannot sleep. I'm half uh, scared of the parking. Uh, long hours change so this is what we started in 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 this this is like okay before we we define our philosophy and everything let's have it and experience that so we enter on there and the main goal of that was identify the the the, the hot topics the, the difficult points that they leave and once we have identified we can work on them we can measure we can improve them and change them so basically that's what uh, we're doing and we're going to keep doing it for for our drivers so, um, so you're actually, as we speak, uh, in San Sebastian, um, yeah. and you're at um, one of the facilities where your drivers go. Um, do you want to tell us? In fact, before before I ask you to explain that, um, Gary and I uh, did a podcast with the um, Road Haulage Association. That's a, a UK trade association, and and the, the the subject of that conversation was all about at that time uh, why more drivers were leaving our industry in this country on an annual basis than joining it and one of the absolute hot topics of that discussion was driver facilities um yeah. and look at your face i've never seen somebody look so enthusiastic about driver facilities um as the ones you have in san sebastian <laughs> so yeah sorry to interject um yeah do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, about the facilities there yeah, sure. Because uh, as you were saying, when we were visiting facilities, we saw that uh, no one is responsible. They have a parking. They expect, they are expecting that the drivers just park there, 
spend some hours, make the rest and leave. And when you see the facilities also that they give, it's like dirty bathroom or no care about food or anything. So is their home for a period of time during these hours, at the same that we're in a bed, they are in this parking resting and sleeping. So no one is taking care of that. And really, maybe you see me very happy because now in this parking is one of the first time after months visiting different areas and parking that we really see that they are matching what they say, what, what they do. Mm -hmm. And they really put here in the center, the driver, they have uh, facilities, uh, they have the shower, they have the area for resting with sofa, with TV, they can cook here. They have an area with microwave, with uh, all kinds of facilities. Honestly, the food is really good. I just had lunch here now and the food is really good because sometimes we go to places that the drivers, they don't have this facility or they're expensive. So, so what would you recommend on the menu today? <laughs> the meat. I ate the meat and it was really good. <laughs> meat with vegetable. It was really good. <laughs> so uh, once you find this and you see that the people are committed with the drivers, everything goes really easy because we have the same goal. We want to make them uh, rest because it has really consequence in, in, the, in the driving when they are driving. So we're reducing the risk if we take care of their rest or where they rest. So it has a really impact. And you can see them that their comments are really good and they feel safe because this parking is totally with cameras, 24 hours, they are here, all the guards and everything. So they control everything and they feel safe. So they can really rest, no? That's the point of the rest area, mm. rest. So that's why we are really happy with uh, with this uh, parking point that we have here now. Mm. So um, your strategy in, in your role, one of the things obviously is about the rest areas, but what, what, what else have you tried to implement for the yeah. drivers? Yeah, another point that we, uh, rest area was one of the pain points that they had, the, the, the topics that they, was difficult for them. Another point was uh, sleeping at home, okay? As you know, this is key, especially nowadays. We cannot imagine a profession where you don't go back to your house as much as possible to sleep, no? They have families, they have kids, they have everything that we want to have and, and, and spend time with them. So um, one important thing was sleeping at home. And there is where we saw that our operation needs to be focused on that. That's why our relay model is key for that because what we are doing is you drive Monday, you make the rest, but Tuesday you are coming back to your original point. So you are sleeping at home the second day. So every two days you are sleeping at home. Of course, we're not perfect. We need to keep improving. We, we have things to, to change, of course, but this is our goal and our model. So based on that, what we explain the drivers is you can see it that you are going to drive, rest and come back. So you are sleeping every two days at home. And for them, it's really important this. Mm, good. Um, do you think it's helped with recruitment into you? Because we know in the last couple of years, getting HGV drivers into the trucks and so on has been hard um, because how busy it's been. Do you think you've, that's helped you get people into work for you and retain them? Um, we try with this because we understand that giving them all these uh, conditions at work, we're making the difference with uh, other companies within, in the sector. So they, they won't feel that they are valuable because I think during many times we didn't treat them well because of the sector, no? It's difficult. We were telling them push, arrive as soon as possible. I don't care if you wait in the, in the warehousing. So we're changing the, 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 the speech to, to them. So, and we're proving, which is the most important thing, no? Because it's really easy to say, 
but difficult to to achieve. So going back to your relay system, how that works, where a driver traditionally would load, he waits to be loaded and he waits to be unloaded. And that can be the most frustrating thing as a driver, waiting four hours for a, yeah. a forklift driver to load you and unload you. You've only realistically got to do that one part of your journey. You're either loading or you're unloading, aren't you? And if you're in between, which you might well be, you have no loading or unloading, you're just swapping trailers. So you're actually reducing what I would call the frustrating time for the driver or the stressful time. Yeah, as you said, the ones that are in the middle, they don't suffer the loading and unloading. But also we work with our customers in the origin and destination because we want to reduce this time as much as possible. We know once the drivers are stopped, they are suffering. Mm -hmm. and, and I experienced that. When you are waiting to be loaded or unloaded, no one is telling you anything. They change the gate, they suffer. So we also speak with our customers to try to help or how can we help them uh, to improve this waiting time. That is another uh, topic that is really bad for, or for the drivers. Mm, yeah, very frustrating. That's probably the truck driver's least favorite thing to do. Um, I wanted to touch on Alberto. You you, um, you have some technology to help drivers manage um, stress and, and health. Do, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, we experienced that they are uh, under huge stress in, into the truck when they are doing their daily work. So what we think is how we can help them from a medical point of view. We wanted something really with, uh, with uh, solid coming from professional. So we uh, discovered that there is a doctors that they develop an app, it's called uh, Cristobal. Uh, they are located in the north of Spain and they discover uh, that they can help the drivers with things like how to sit in the car, how uh, in the truck, how the exercise that they can do outside the truck when they are doing the resting and how these things will help to their physical life, so the mental life, everything. And they're really, they know what they are talking about because they are located in the area of Zaragoza in Spain. So their daily day is treating the, the drivers because this area is really full of drivers. So that's the reason why they developed this uh, new uh, app and they're giving advices. And now they're sharing all this information with us, with structures. So we can share with our drivers through the app, through the uh, log blog that we have, the different channels that we use to communicate with them. So they can really have or, or have the knowledge and the, the information how to react when they have a panic, a panic attack or they have some kind of a stress inside the, the truck. Mm. Okay, good. And, and is, is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you about driver welfare? I think we, we, we touched the, the points that we detected with, with them. And I will just add uh, that they want to change and they're open to the change, but I think they are really frustrated because they didn't see for so long or maybe too much promises, but at the end they didn't see the change. So mm -hmm. the good point is once you show them the change and we're doing things different, they are open and they collaborate and they work. And, and they want to spend time with us and giving us uh, options or giving us information or giving us how we can change the thing. So they're open to help and mm. to contribute to the change. So we just need to give them the, the platform to speak and to, to be listened and, and help them. Yeah. No, it, it sounds like a, um, a fantastic way forward. And, and you know, I, I will follow the truckster's story with, with a very keen interest. No, I, I, I'd like to say how refreshing it is to see a company actually invest in their driving staff and think about them 
over and above profit because this definitely what you're talking about comes at a cost. Um, I've seen the clients try and do things, but you've actually put your money where your mouth is, as we would say in this country as a saying, and I'm really, really impressed by it. And you're both so enthusiastic. So, and you're happy and it, it must be do, doing successful. So you must be using the app as well. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think that's right. I think, um, you know, there's, there's three firsts here. Um, first international podcast, first podcast from a car and <laughs> The, the happiest man that's ever been on the podcast, Alberto. <laughs> so it must be that meat and vegetables you had for lunch. Yeah. Um, so, um, so uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Really enjoyed learning about trucksters. And as I say, I'll, I'll watch your watch your story with uh, with keen interest. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Tony and Gary. It has been a pleasure uh, for us to to be here today with you. So all the best and keep in touch. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Well, well Gary, that was uh, that was really interesting. A, a really different take on 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 how to how to move freight and how to look after drivers. Yeah, I'm really impressed with them, how they've got to look after their drivers, or they are looking after their drivers, I should say. And they've put the money where their mouth is, and it is refreshing. And they are genuinely happy guys, and they must mm -hmm. be doing something right. So um, moving on from that, I, I was just really good. I, I enjoyed doing this episode, Tony. Mm, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, I, uh, I will watch their story with interest, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, if you want to get in touch with um, the guys at Trucksters, you can find them through their website, which is trucksters.io. And if you want to get in touch with us, um, please feel free to find us at thedriverhirepodcast.co.uk. Um, until then, if you'd like to um, uh, rate, review and subscribe, that would be fantastic. And, uh, and it's goodbye from me. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everyone.